Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a second, I guess, podcast of the day. Well, it is the second podcast of the day. Um, and obviously, F1 2019 is almost over. So this series will be a two-part series, um, I guess. Um, so I'm just going to do it in two episodes, um, effectively. Um, first, we'll start off with the worst drivers. And then in the second part, come back for the best drivers, obviously. Um, you know, in a way, I guess you could guess my top 10 drivers, um, after this episode, but, you know, obviously find out which order they'll be in. But anyway, neither here or there. Let's talk about the worst drivers of 2019, um, on the F1 grid. So let's start off with number 20, Robert Kubica. Now, in my opinion, Robert Kubica's return to Formula 1, yes, I think it's an amazing story, it's an amazing comeback. Okay, and I respect that, you know, I really, really do, Um, you know, overall, but does he have it anymore? And you've got to be real with yourself. Most of the time, he's more or less the last on the grid, Um, you know, he's rarely outperforming his teammate during the races, so with all them facts, you know, that he's not doing the job on track. You know, it's just, for me, not good enough. And, you know, you'd at least expect, maybe, I don't know, four sessions each year, maybe where each driver would dominantly outperform each other. And you haven't got that with this rivalry. You haven't really got anything with it. In fact, you don't even have the circumstance where, you know, Kibitza's anywhere really close to what his teammate's ability is. It's just really a dominant um, one-sided of the garage situation with Kibitza. And Kibitza, unfortunately, is on the wrong end of, I guess, the stick, should I say. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just not good enough for Kibitza. And that's why he's number 20. Number 19, Gio Venazzi. Now, right, look, here's where I lay on Gio Venazzi. In the recent races, he's impressed me. Okay, I highly actually think now, actually, he could make this work. It just depends on him. But I think he needs next season to really show his worth if he wants to remain in Formula 1 for, I don't know, the next five years at least, or the more nearer future for a good period. Is he going to make a step up to a top-tier team? Probably not anytime soon, no. Could he ever do so? I'm not too sure. But, okay, I do think that in recent races, he's now starting to match his teammate, beat his teammate, and that shows to me a bit of development. And if he's developing as a driver, fine, give him time. Okay, give him the time he needs. And he's been retained for 2020, that's confirmed. So, overall, you need to give him time, time to breathe, and really get his feet embedded at Alfa Romeo. And if he's now starting to do that, fair enough on Giovinazzi. It may have taken him time, but at least he got there. And that, I think, is the point. He still needs to perform. He, I think, needs better results, okay, still. But 
I'm willing to give him time so long he starts performing at least next year, sooner rather than later. And I want to see a good start to next year. I don't want to just see, you know, the same as this year, a poor start to the season, been easily out qualified and outraced by his teammate, and then a better second half. Because to me, that would be no good. Second, or second, sorry, 18th, Lance Stroll. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm no fan of Lance Stroll. I don't really rate Lance Stroll. I think he's slow. But he's only slow in qualifying. During the race, he seems to be okay. It's very, very odd with Lance Stroll. I can't rate him any higher than 18th because I do think there's better drivers in the qualifying and the race. Okay. And I'm going to mention them in a minute. Okay. Them drivers and who they are. But I can't really rate him any lower than. Um, sorry, 18th, that's 17th, Lance Stroll, so I'm going to come back to 18th, um, but yeah, sorry, 17th, Lance Stroll, as I was saying, um, I can't really rate him any lower than 17th, because there are better drivers out there than, you know, um, Stroll, but as I was saying, I think, you know, during the race, he's okay, he gets along well, but during qualifying, he seems to struggle, and I think if he can just tune that out, he could be actually a decent driver overall and could be a lot higher up on this list um, in years to come. But right now, I think 17th is a very fair reflection of Lance Stroll. Um, I don't think, you know, I could rate him any higher or any lower. Coming back to 18th, um, Gasly. So 18th is Gasly. Um, I know I should have done it 18th and 17th, but oh well, I've got. Um, so yeah, Gasly, dismal season um, overall. Really, really disappointed in Gasly. Um, yeah, overall, personally, myself, okay, the Red Bull drop may influence me to rate him a bit lower than what I probably should, but I have to take that into consideration, his Red Bull career, because he did have time at Red Bull, he had the same car, equal or equal equipment to really what his teammate had, maybe his teammate had preferential treatment, yes, but ain't it Gasly's job to go into the team and make that work, it's not Verstappen's job to slow down for the sake of showing Gasly's qualities. No, it's Gasly's job to speed up and to make it work. And Gasly, for me, didn't do that. Obviously, I think, you know, let's be honest, who else could Red Bull really put in there for the start of the season? They had no other option but to go with Gasly or Brendan Hartley. They couldn't keep Ricardo because Ricardo was going. They couldn't pr- instantly promote, um, you know, obviously Alex Albon because Alex Albon, well, was sort of like a last-minute option. And they couldn't really also, um, you know, re-promote Kvyat because he had a year out of Formula 1, really. So they were left no option but to promote Gasly. They saw Gasly's class. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> Since he's returned to Toro, so he's been a bit more convincing and he's moving up slowly. But since also then, like, you know, I've, well, that first half of the season wasn't good enough for me. And personally, um, I think, you know, he's going to struggle to get back in that Red Bull seat. So, yeah, for me, I can't really put him any higher than 18th. Number um, 16. I know we've done this a bit weird, but yeah, number 16, we're now back on track. Grosjean. Now, Grosjean, he seemingly does have good races, and or some good races, and some good qualifyings, but not enough of it for me. He's made some silly errors, in my opinion, um, too much complaining on the team radio, and for me, it's not nice. 
to be a Formula 1 fan, sitting at home, you're watching this man, you know, isn't making so many errors, um, you know, and complaining on the radio, it's just not enjoyable to watch, really. Um, yes, I do think he's a good driver. I actually think he's one of the better experienced drivers on the grid. And in terms of the way he develops a car, he does know how to develop a car. Um, he's shown it with Lotus. I think he's shown it with Haas. But this year, especially, he's been a bit difficult to manage at times. And I think, you know, that's a problem for me with Grosjean right now. If he was a bit more easier to manage, okay, a bit more sensible, okay, I would rate him a lot higher, okay, not like massively high, I wouldn't be anywhere near, you know, well, I wouldn't say he'd be anywhere near the top 5 or top 10, but he would be maybe a bit higher, maybe 12th or 14th, somewhere between them two positions, okay, um, but otherwise, yeah, I can't really rate him too high, but I can't rate him too low, because I do know the qualities he's got, I've seen him, I've witnessed it, and therefore, I can't really rate him lower than the rest because I don't think he's worse than the rest I've just mentioned from Kibitza to Stroll. I don't think he's worse than them drivers, really. So, yeah. Um, 15th is um, Kevin Magnussen. So, yeah, with Kevin, again, very similar to Grosjean. I think really just copy and paste what I've just said, really. Um, I do know he's got raw talent. In fact, I think overall, if I was the two drivers, you know, raw talent-wise, I think Magnussen's better. But um, sensibility-wise, I think Grosjean should be better. And realistically, we've seen none of that this year. We've seen quite the opposite um, and a bit of differing, really, from the driver pair. But yeah, overall, you know, who would I rate higher um, out of the two, personally? Just turning on my light, by the way, in my landing. Personally, um, I wouldn't rate, obviously, Magnussen too much higher, again, once again, than Grosjean. If this was a normal season, which clearly it isn't for these two, again, as I say, I'd probably rate Magnussen higher. Maybe you could creep into the top 10. Maybe, but he'd be certainly no higher than probably 9th or 10th. And at the lowest, it'd be no lower, in my opinion, than 12th or 13th. But this season, he certainly only performed to the level of a 15th best driver. Number 14, and Danny Kvyat. And actually, quite a comeback, in my opinion. Um, he had that podium in Germany. He's picked up decent point scores here and there. And realistically, I think that's quite nice to see. The last two races... Is the torpedo back? I'm not too sure. Because um, he's made some just silly errors, in my opinion. Um, and trust me, they were silly, in my opinion. But, at the same time, okay, having said that he's made some silly errors, he's also done very good or raced well in races. And he seemingly has had better, um, well, a better year overall this year. Is it maybe he just felt a bit more good, you know, in terms of he's back now in the Formula 1. He felt a bit more fresh. Um, did he learn anything at Ferrari? Been that Ferrari um, reserve driver and being the Ferrari, um, obviously, um, test simulator driver. Did he learn anything there? Um, 
And, yeah, as he said, he came back, he said in Germany he's a changed man. But is he a changed man? I don't know. I think, you know, I'm wanting to see more. Okay, I'm not entirely convinced. But, don't get me wrong, so far he's certainly proven to a degree that he's certainly a lot more smarter, intelligent racer and quicker to some extent. Next, we come on to Kimi Raikkonen. And yes, um, he's only 40 years old, but he's still got it, clearly. Um, Look, I couldn't rate Raikkonen in the top 10, okay? Because really, I think he's just doing what the car could do. I don't think he's doing anything more. I don't think he's outperforming the car. I don't think Raikkonen is necessarily doing anything like maybe anyone else couldn't do. I think that would get similar results, if not better results in Raikkonen, if he was at that Alfa Romeo um, team. And I think so would Hamilton. I think them two drivers would get better results. So I don't think he's outperforming a car. I just think he's doing what they could do. Again, he's shown good pace at times. Um, You know, overall, I think he's done very, very well, especially in the first half of the season. Second half of the season, it's been a bit mixed i would say he's had a bit of mixed fortunes but overall he's done a good job i think for alfa romeo um and if i was frederick vasseur i would be very very proud of Raikkonen. um in terms of what he's done during 2019 i'd say well done Raikkonen. you deserve where you've earned you've earned your money um this year and yeah overall i wouldn't be too disappointed in terms of why he's alpha i think he's just alpha because I think he's got interest maybe in buying into that Alpha project as an ambassador. But I also think, um, as well, obviously, Kimi um, wants to sort of help Alpha out a little bit to try and get them back to maybe a bit more better days. That's if so long they're committing to Formula 1 for long term rather than short term. Next, we come now into our final two in terms of this first part. Um, number... Um, 12 is George Russell. Now, George Russell, in my opinion, even though he's in one of the backmark cars, okay, I think he actually, he's been a phenomenal driver this season overall. Look at his qualifying dominance over Robert Kubica. Race performance over Kubica. Phenomenal. Um, and quite frankly, he's shown, even though most of the time he's never displayed on TV, he has shown really, really good um, signs of a good young driver and I like that he's got a great personality overall I really like that personality um yeah you know overall he's a decent driver um and as a all-round driver I think you know he's the underdog in all of this you know overall out of all the young generation drivers he is the real underdog driver because I think he does have talent and for him, it's a shame he's at the back of the grid. But if he can just learn it now, okay, and he can start performing in this Williams, which he currently is, he'll only get better when he goes and gets that opportunity probably with Mercedes. Um, and yeah, you know, overall, I think George is a good driver and I can't wait to see him if he ever does get into a top tier car. I think he will be one to look out for. And finally... Um, number 11th, um, look, I've been a bit maybe harsh here, but I can't fit them all into the top 10. It's Nico Hulkenberg. 
Look, yes, Nico Hulkenberg has been good. I think he's been actually, I wouldn't say on a par with Ricardo, but he's certainly been able to match Ricardo at times. And he's shown why, in my opinion, he should have been kept for 2020. But Renault's chosen to go with a different driver, with Esteban Ocon, for 2020. And fair enough to them. They've chosen what they've chosen to do. And you have to respect that. But, okay, having said all that, I don't think he's the worst out of the drivers I've mentioned. I do think, you know, other drivers that are on the grid currently are slightly better than him, you know, overall. But, as I say, he's probably the best out of all those that I mentioned. He's certainly got a raw pace. He's a raw, natural driver, in my opinion. He's a great driver. And, no doubt, he'll be, um, you know, missed highly in the F1 paddock. It does look like now that, you know... Well, it looks like he won't be um, in F1 next year. Um, And probably his final season in Formula 1 overall because I don't really see him um, obviously getting any other drives. I don't see him going to Red Bull. I think that's out of the question now. I honestly think, you know, it's between either Kvyat and Albon. In my opinion, could Gasly get back in Red Bull? I doubt it, in my opinion. Why would Gasly get back after you've dropped him in the summer, um, which is, you know, well, less than half a season ago? So, in my opinion, overall, really, I can't really say that it feels like it's a bit early for him to be departing for Hulkenberg, in my opinion. But I still think he's a quality driver. I think he's one of the best midfield drivers. And as you can see, I've put him at 10th, well, more or less 11th place or 10th place, whichever way you want to put it. You know, he's the best of the drivers in this first part, I guess, um, out of all of them. But in the second part, obviously, he's the worst out of, I guess, all of them, if you know where I'm coming from. But yeah, as I say, um, you know, he's the best out of all of them in this first part, you know. So yeah, overall, I do think, you know, obviously, Gasly, um, sorry, Hulkenberg is probably the best driver out of all of them. And I just feel it's a bit early, he's leaving. But oh, well, we have to move on. We're getting new drivers in Formula One anyway. Um, next season, most likely. Obviously, there's still a seat at Williams, which hasn't been confirmed yet, so let's not count our chickens. But I think we can be fairly confident that it won't be Hulkenberg. So, thank you for watching. Until the next time, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this, not review, but I guess review of who's the best drivers on Formula 1 next time. I will be, obviously, doing part number two. I'll probably do it after this video. Split up into two parts for you. So you go listen to that now um, after you've watched or listened to this one. See you soon.